Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm so excited Christy is back with me today. I just kind of wanted to address that like we did have some technical difficulties like halfway through. So if you notice like the sound shifting, it is because there was that technical difficulty, but the conversation was just so good. It was just raw. It was real. It was about just what's going on in our lives. We talk a lot about grief. We talk about like feminism and women empowerment, but also equality. Um, we also talk about um, like comedy because you'll you'll hear about and you talk about you hear about my dating life because it's interesting and also I think every single woman probably has can relate to you know dating in general so please um, just hold tight listen be patient with us I just really felt like this recording just needed to be shared to the world um, and yeah, if you have any feedback for us, we always appreciate it. Please like our podcast, share it with your friends, subscribe. Um, you can ask us any questions through our Instagram, Cosmic Design Podcast. And yes, I hope you enjoy. Christy, I'm so happy to have you back. I feel like I was like, I guess this is the this is the Laura show now. Like I'm like, we're, we're <laughs> I'm like, I guess this is a one woman show now. You're just like MIA. <laughs> I know. I'm so happy to be back. I'm sorry. It's been like a really it's been like a month. It's been like a crazy, crazy month of just like <sighs> life and struggling to keep up motivation but I'm well, back the holidays I'm so are so stressful and just like I just I'm just not a holiday person I think I'm gonna just become a Jehovah Witness and just be like <laughs> I don't celebrate <laughs> holidays <laughs> just keep it at that <laughs> that's hilarious I love it oh I'm like God. I actually won't be a Jehovah Witness but I'll just say that to people so they'll just like stop talking to me about like how's your holiday I'll be like I don't know I didn't celebrate <laughs> That would be amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So today we're just going to be, like, talking about life because me and Christy need to catch up. I'm sure you guys are curious to know, like, what's going on in our lives. I have stories. So if you're ready to laugh, like, I'm in. <laughs> I definitely have stories. If you're prepared to cry, I have those stories for you. You know, crying, <laughs> laughing, all of the things, all of the energy, it's going to be great. I actually, yeah. so, I mean, listeners, if you're listening, my goal is to be an aspiring comedian. So I'm, like, <laughs> trying to network. I'm doing all these things, like, posted something on TikTok, and I got some haters on TikTok being like, oh, that's really? cute. Like, don't do that. And I was like, that actually makes me want to do it more. <laughs> yes, girl. Love it. <laughs> I'm like, fuck the haters. Like, actually, no, love you guys, because that's inspiring, like. You well, and the more people hate them, you would actually just boost your algorithm because they're interacting with you. Yeah, I know. I'm like, keep it up. <laughs> so I was like the first one I got. And I was like, oh, really? I was like, I'm coming back. I was like, really? <laughs> okay, now I'm going to even do it even more. So get ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my God. Well, speaking of jokes, like when you were talking about pretending to be Jehovah Witness, I wanted to make a joke. And I was like, is this going to be too off color? Uh, but I'm going to make it now. It'll be like that woman who pretended she was black to join the NAACP. <laughs> you could pretend to be Jehovah. Was that, a, was that a, like a Netflix documentary? Wasn't it like a documentary? 
Uh, I don't know if they made a documentary or not. I'm sure it will be eventually. This girl was um, from Jersey, was like, right? Scandal. What's that? Was she from Jersey? I don't remember where she was from, but she she looked like she was mixed. Like she had the hair, and she was head of the NAACP for like several years. I don't remember how long. And then it came out that she wasn't actually black. It was like this huge scandal. It was like right before, I want to say it was like around 2016. It was right before the BLM became like, uh, like it was. Yeah, it was definitely before that. I do remember she like looks white, but she had the hair. Yeah, like she, and she had like the skin tone where she could have passed for being mixed. It was like, when you looked at her, you're like, but she could be, but she's not, but she could be. It was like really wild. Also, people just love to hate and it's like. You oh, I know. You but know also, her life. why would like, why, why does it matter? You know, <laughs> I, I get, but like people. also, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just for me, I was like, why, what, what was happening for this woman in her life that she needed to pretend to be black so that she could be head of an organization that's for black people? Like when you're clearly very white, I, I don't know. It's some kind of weird. It's just like, like, what's the psychology behind that? You know, I, yeah. so so curious. Yeah, no, it's interesting. People, yeah, <laughs> uh, being in the public eye can be like really weird sometimes. <laughs> well, and that's a thing. Like, that's a really prestigious like uh, position to have. Like, at some point, don't you think you're gonna get caught? Like, well, I, yeah, I don't know. it's like I don't think I'd want that kind of responsibility i feel like yeah i'm definitely down to heal people and especially healing them with laughing so like that's different (laughs) (laughs) well and let's also remember that we're not actually doing the healing we're helping them to heal themselves oh totally yeah oh well that's what i mean like it's like we're providing (laughs) that space but also like if i can make you laugh in some sort of way like, oh if you've God, ever yes. taken my class, I crack jokes all the time. I don't know if anyone can that. take me seriously because I'm just, like, laughing half the time at my own jokes. <laughs> like, I don't even know <laughs> if people actually think I'm that funny. But I'm like, I think I'm funny. So. <laughs> I'm like, no, just keep breathing. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think, isn't there, like, a laughter yoga? Like, isn't there, like, a yes. branch of yoga laughter? I feel like they had one of those in em- Emrita Yoga. Heather, if you're listening, like... We just ran to your, your studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I they used to. I don't I don't know if it's on the schedule anymore. I don't remember to be honest. I mean, I would go. Laughing it's an emotion. It's a part of like the emotions, yeah. which we'll get a lot it's into because there's been a lot of ups and downs, highs and lows. How are you doing? You know, it's it's been it's been a month. Like, I was really bummed out around Christmas because my mom is gone. You know, the older the kids get and uh, I just get, like, more sad about not having my mom around. Um, The space that I wanted to move in, like, fell through because of zoning requirements. And to get the zoning appeal would have taken months and several hundred dollars. Um, But then when I went back into the space... And actually, like, you know, it's like shiny, like when you first meet someone and they seem so amazing and then you go on like a couple dates and you're like, wow, this person really is not that great. It was like that with the space, right? Like it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. It seemed to meet all the requirements. And I went back a couple times. I was like, oh, you know what? This really isn't everything that I needed it to be. So when the zoning didn't go through, it was kind of a relief as much as it was like a bummer, Um 
And so I had to start to like question, like, you know, is this something that I really want to create right now? Like a healing sanctuary. So that kind of bummed me out. And then two days after Christmas, my cat pretty boy died um, from kidney failure. And then like 10 days later, Hermes, my other cat died of a broken heart. And so I went from like grieving one cat with my other kitty to comfort me to both of them being gone. And, you know, I have my dog and my family, but I really, I mean, they were 15 and 17 years old. Like they were. They're probably (sighs) so attached to, I mean, that's such a common thing where like, like if you have two cats, like one cat dies, the other one's going to die too. Like my, that happened to my sister's cats. Like it just like was like one after the other. And it was really. Yeah. So you just get like double the grief and it's just like such a, Bummer. And so I've just, I've really just been letting myself be sad. Anthony's been really supportive, really helpful. Um, the kids are like sad about it too. Initially, Lena was like, oh, good. Now he can't walk around and puke all over the house anymore. <laughs> and at first, that made me really mad. And then we talked about that. Um, and I was like, you know, she's just being a five year old. Um, and, but then since then she'll come up to me, she'll be like, mommy, I'm really sad that Hermes and pretty boy are gone. I wish they could come back. Um, you know, what's interesting. Like as a kid, like you don't really, you're, you're not tapped into your emotions as much. So it's like her saying that was probably her way of escaping how she actually felt. Hmm. If that, like, I don't know. I feel like I remember when I was, I, I think I told you the story when I was really young, I was like probably like three or like. I was really young like I was the I'm the youngest out of my family so we had a dog Sadie and he died she died but like my brother was so sad and I just like was this like like why are you crying like I just remember being like it's fine like but like I was so young like my emotions like I don't I mean yeah it's horrible but like I like feel like because I just didn't I couldn't connect with that part of me at that moment of time and I'm like I don't know if that was just like I mean, I, I've lost many, you know, things. So it's like over time, like, yeah, grieving is very hard. And that's actually a conversation I want to talk about is grief is just, it comes in waves, you know? It really does. Like I never, you know, I have a lot of people in my life that have had a lot of people close to them die. But, you know, for me, I've been really fortunate that like, I really haven't experienced that, um, And so my mom died, like my grandfather died when I was a senior in high school. And that like was really sad. He had cancer, you know, like he was my, you know, he was my grandfather, like um, he's actually my step grandfather, but you know, he, he was my grandpa. And so when my mom died, it was like really the first person in my life that really hit me on an emotional level. Um, And yeah, it definitely comes in waves. Like it's, it's almost like, it's so funny, like, <laughs> when you're tripping, you know, like, when you eat mushrooms, the swell of emotion comes in waves. And it's like, and I really had this, like, epiphany that, like, the mushrooms kind of, like, teach you the ups and downs of, like, what life is going to be like, the like, how emotions will come at you. And grief is really comes in that same kind of swell of emotion where it, like, something small will trigger it and it builds up, builds up and you get hit like smacked in the face, like, like a wave in the ocean and you kind of get like knocked over and then it like breaks and you feel like better. 
if you allow yourself to really feel that grief, but then it will swell up and again. And over time, the waves become smaller and less intense, but they're always still there. And then maybe one day, like a really big wave will just smack you in the face again. It can be really intense. Yeah. No, um, and, and so it, it's, but that's, that's kind of life's process. Right. And I feel like the ocean is such a beautiful analogy for like our, our emotions like no wonder we liken our emotions to water because they come and they go but they're always still there and you know how they interact with the environment um you know it's there's just such a beautiful analogy to water in our emotions yeah um so yeah it's been i've just been just kind of letting myself really be sad like um but sometimes it can be really overwhelming and it's really easy to kind of just like numb out, like, you know, just binge watch Gilmore Girls and Grey's Anatomy. Honestly, that like- is the best medicine is just binge watching TV. Like I like I've had a lot of like, you know, deaths in my life and I'm still like processing those over years, like yeah, 10 years sometimes. And it's like I'll just go through these moments of just like I'm just going to like turn off my social medias. I'm going to lay in my bed. That just actually happened to me like a couple days ago. I like laid in bed for like two days straight. And I'm like, wait, what day is it? Like, <laughs> I should probably uh, get up. I mean, obviously, like if I had to go to work, I'd drag myself out. But I don't think I was actually like, like my body was physically at work. But like my mind was just not. Totally. Yeah. And that is okay, too. Some days you will just go in zombie mode and like be there because you well, have to be. And that's fine. Yeah, you know, so like, in my coaching practice, um, in my training, we talk about embodiment. And embodiment is essentially living in the energy that you want to have in your life now, right? Like people think like, I have to do this thing in order to have this thing in order to be this person. And really, it's like, no, you have to live in the energy of what you want in order to create those outcomes, but what I've learned is that sometimes embodiment is just letting yourself feel like shit. Yeah. Right. Because if you're not, if you're always, and this is, and I think this is something that's really important to like understand, like toxic positivity versus like being optimistic, right? Like for instance, uh, you know, my weekly reading of pulled Krishna was like, find the blessing in the outcome. And you can, have a really shitty situation you can be really sad and you can still be optimistic about like the lesson in that moment while still feeling like shit you don't have to put a positive spin on it you know that's the toxic positivity to deny the the ick in order to be to find like a hope I, like or to deny the ick in in order to be like happy like no you can be sad and still find blessing in that situation the toxic positivity is to deny the sadness and in order to find the blessing like sometimes the blessing is in the sadness the grief the sorrow um but you know it it can be really uncomfortable and so people will uh, like kind of lean toward that toxic positivity and uh, deny themselves like the grief and the sorrow um you know like I my friend Ani came over last night and I just hadn't really responded to her as she was checking in on because I just didn't feel like 
faking being happy and she came over and I could just be my be sad and then be happy. So it it was like a really healing experience to just allow myself to be in the grief and from that then I could truly, you know, find some happiness in the moment. Like another friend called me and she was like, "Oh, you know, it's okay. Your kitties are in a better place." And I was like, "Yeah, but I can still be sad about it. Like don't give me your toxic positivity like, "Oh, that, that you know, they're better off now." Like, "No, I'm sad. I'm going to be sad." And, um, I'll worry about like finding that like silver lining later. I can still find the blessing in the scenario, but I, I'm not going to deny my grief in this moment either. Like it's, it's a really interesting kind of like juxtaposition to kind of like allow yourself to feel, know that there's going to be a good outcome, but without denying the grief, you know, um, in the face of like the toxic positivity. Yeah. But then also not let myself just sink into sorrow with no way out either. (laughs) There does have to be a balance to that as well. Well, and that's like another thing. It's like, you can like, like I, I, I find myself doing this a lot. It's like, I'll be in grieving mode and then I'll be in grooming mode for like months where it's like, okay, I need to like snap the fuck out of this because right. this is actually like more toxic than like me actually like getting where I want to be. So it's yeah. like be in the moment now, obviously, like, but like make sure that like you're not like grieving for like years. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like because that will that will put you in a hole. <laughs> yeah and I definitely like when COVID hit like I went into a hole man like it like I had a bunch of shit happen all at once like COVID hit lost uh one of my places that I worked at as a result of it I my mom died not from COVID but um you know like there was a couple Anthony's like there was so much going on and I just really allowed myself to wallow like there was like no that's where some toxic positivity probably could have served me. <laughs> yeah, you're like, actually, I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> no. Like, and I was telling you, like, in the movie Wanderlust, like, there's a scene where Jennifer Aniston and, um, uh, shoot, I can't remember his name. Oh, Paul Rudd. They go to, like, I think it's her sister's house, and she's married and very unhappy in her marriage, and she's just walking around, like, this fake smile plastered on her face, and they're like, what are you doing? She's like, well, I read this article where, like, if you smile, it makes you convince yourself that you're actually happy. <laughs> Dude, that was me, like, a couple weeks ago. I was on my Peloton. I was, like, miserable, and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna ride. It's fine. And while I'm riding, I can see the reflection of the screen, and I'm just smiling i'm like okay maybe this is gonna help me feel better (laughs) i'm like i think it's working i think it's working (laughs) yeah no it's definitely a real thing like when you when you make those faces with your like face it triggers your brain to send out that like emotional or that chemical response as if you actually were like well you know what that is and i actually talked about this like years ago when I was like living in Philly, I posted on my Instagram and it was about the zygomatic major, which is like that muscle in your cheek that helps uh-huh. you smile and that helps create those endorphins, endorphins to help create happiness. So it's like there's a reason that muscle's there. And actually, wow. I think like the Olsons like got that muscle taken out, which is why they like what? don't smile. Have you ever seen like, do you know the Olsons like their plastic surgery is like fucking weird? They look like aliens. Yeah. It's because I think yeah. they got that muscle taken out so that they don't smile. 
Or what? No, that has to be like a weird conspiracy theory. That, actually, I probably just made that up. But like, they don't <laughs> smile. <laughs> they don't I have smile. To do, I, actually, okay, I have to do my research. I don't have my one profile. I don't have a one profile. So I'm like, my research can get sloppy. <laughs> so, <laughs> let me actually Google that right now. Research. <laughs> I am so guilty of like posting things without double checking it. People will be like, this is fake, Christy. Like, you're better than I this. know. What's I wrong? do that all the time. And I also have like a slight bit of dyslexia where I'll like read something thinking it's something completely different. I post it. And I'm like, oh, have this whole entire like paragraph of like, oh, like that really spoke to me. And then I looked at it again. I was like, that's not anything that I read like at all. Like, it's the complete <laughs> opposite. It's actually like a joke when it was supposed to be like actually like a real. It was like about the whole. 